Welcome to Amplify and Align. I am Michalina. And I'm Stacy. Why are we here? To break the rules, to share our wisdom, and to disrupt an industry. We work with coaches, healers, and leaders who are ready to turn their mission into a business that creates impact and freedom. Together, we bring over 20 years of experience to this space. I am the Amplify with proven systems and strategies to help you get your message out to the right audience. And I am the Align with processes and practices to help you through the inner shifts that become your external breakthroughs. We always joke that together we make the perfect coach. Which isn't surprising as we are sisters. So what can you expect from our podcast? The truth about the transformations needed to create your success. Soul-led strategies you can implement. And a sprinkle of astrology and spiritual strategy. And we're going to be pretty honest. We will be breaking down a lot of the truths and busting myths about the coaching industry. We want to invite you into the conversation with us. Are you ready to align your energies and amplify your success? Let's go. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Amplify and Align the Podcast. We are here with an amazing guest today. Um, Chrissy Treaty uh, is here and she, well, she's absolutely incredible. And I saw her post in a group on Facebook and I commented on her post and I'm like totally 100% (laughs) not related. Hope this is not weird, but... Um, I have a podcast and I'd actually really like to talk to you because I went and stalked her profile and all the, the socials and stuff she had going on. So welcome. Um, please Thank introduce you. yourself. Tell us what it is that you do and yeah, share that with us. Yeah, beautiful. First of all, thank you for inviting me to this space and that weird, not weird question. I think everything is divinely timed. Um, so my name is Christy Trudy. I'm a psychic development coach and spiritual awakenings mentor. And as much as I am all about developing our psychic and intuitive senses, I actually help people generally start to connect into who they truly are. Source energy is us. It's flowing through us. We are part of creation. We aren't created. And when we start looking for who we truly are, um, I find it kind of kind of leads us on this spiritual journey of like trying to understand what this thing is that's flowing through us. And as we start to discover that what that is, we start getting led on this journey to well, what is that? Like the psychic abilities, the intuition, like why am I experiencing all these things? And as I teach people to connect into source energy, they actually are starting to connect into themselves. So, you know, I've just wrapped up my last round of certified readers just before I got on this call. The all got out of it was that they actually rediscovered who they were, like in every one of them. And I feel like that's you know what I'm here to do. It's the juicy part of of what that is. You're speaking my language. Every (laughs) word. Yes. Yeah. Could you share a bit of a timeline where you started with the psychic work? I'm assuming that came first. Yeah, I'd love to know like what yeah. was your journey through that. Yeah, beautiful. That I love that. Question. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 I just said that. I visualized like the unra- It was like it, it was an unraveling, Nicolina. Mm-hmm. It was an unraveling, is what I call it. So first of all, I hit rock bottom in my life. I, I've had experiences. You know, my mum is a tarot. She she taught tarot. She taught numerology. She doesn't now, but you know, I kind of feel like I was supported by her, only her in my journey 
Um, we are both a black sheep in our family. And I went through this time in my life. Um, I keep saying seven or eight years ago, but I think I've been saying that now for about three, four or five years. So I don't know, it was a long time ago. And I had this experience. So I hit rock bottom. I literally walked away from my husband, my children. I sent back to their father. Um, I was in my second marriage. Um, I literally handed my business over to, um, I wrapped it up. So, you know, it, it kind of went poof. And we packed their house up, put everything in storage. And I went away in a retreat because I had no idea. Like I was, I had just completely broken. I couldn't hold myself anymore. I couldn't hold anyone else. And I went away for this weekend and I couldn't see anything past this weekend. Um, I could like literally in my mind, couldn't even see like two or three days ahead of myself. And I had this moment um, at this retreat um, where I had a friend's passed over loved one come to me and I also had an experience with um, Celine, which is the goddess, the moon goddess. Um, I think that's how you say her name. She, I didn't even know who she was until I kind of described her and I was kind of led down this path of looking at goddesses and I was like, that is exactly like the pictures and sort of what she personified was exactly um, who was there for me. And I had another experience where I had a teacher come forward to me and tell me that I, I was going to be taught by this person, but I couldn't see her face. And I said, so if I don't know what I'm being taught, or who I'm being taught by, how do I know who you are? And she said, when the student is ready, the teacher shall appear. And I was like, okay, this feels really freaking crazy, but okay. Like, I actually started thinking, I think I need to check myself into a mental ward. <laughs> and I didn't because I was trusting and I was like really supported in the, the environment that I was in that weekend. And, you know, that weekend was all about understanding um, how the brain work, how the psyche works, how we have these filters in our lives that um, cr literally create our abilities, like the filters of our beliefs and our values and all the things. And um, she brought in like the deities and the goddesses and we, we did a lot of, um, we did anger release sessions and all, all sorts of things, stuff that I'd never done before. Literally changed my life and my reality. I left there and started seeking I suppose, validation of what I'd seen and experienced um, on that retreat, which was sent, like that kind of just happened. That not every, you don't, no one went to the retreat for that to happen. That just happened. That was just my experience there. And that came from what I call the cracking, the emotional body, the which emotions are just energy in, in motion. And it's like the cracking of that energetic body that starts to connect to all that is. That's what I know now. I didn't know that then. Um. And I just went on my journey. I um, had Aphrodite appear one night and literally take me away in my dreams. She, like, she was standing or floating at the end of my bed and she had these ropes in her hands and these stakes and she whipped them around my ankles. And mind you, I had been really intrigued by astral travelling and I was, you know, every night I was drinking my mugwort tea and I was putting um, new mite, like I had these new mite crystals that I'd pop underneath my pillow and, I'd go to bed going, body asleep, mind awake, body asleep, mind awake. It didn't happen, didn't happen. And then, like, one night I just opened my eyes and there she is, like, red flowing hair. She looked absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And I was like, no, like, I didn't feel fear. 
And at the time I just thought it was completely normal. And um, I said, oh, what are we doing? She says, you're coming with me. And in that moment I looked down, I saw my body underneath me. I looked at her. I was like, am I dead? Like, am I dead? <laughs> I, like I had no concept of what's going on. I still didn't feel fear. It was like literally just a genuine question. Like, am I dead? It was almost like I was ready as well. Like, I don't, I, it, none of, yeah, it makes sense now. Then it didn't. So she whisked me away after she'd sort of tied, she, she hooked these ropes around my ankles and um, popped these stakes, wooden stakes, like into the bed. And she's like, you need to remember grounding is one of the most important things you need to do. You need to stay in this body. You're having a human experience. And that stuck with me. It's in all my teachings now. Everything I teach is like embodied. That was just from that one moment that I had with Aphrodite. But I stopped dreaming and I stopped connecting for two whole years until two years later, just before COVID happened, um, I, I had started to feel I was birthing something. I was like, you know, I looked, I reached out for a business coach and I did, um, I joined a container at the time called Magic Mission Money. And I actually looked for a coach that triggered the hell out of me. I think we clean knows who this is. Um, or maybe not. <laughs> But I like I was looking for a coach that triggered me. Like I didn't want a coach that I just felt comfortable with. I wanted to be really uncomfortable. And I found this woman and I was like, okay, I've been following you for a while. I'd met her. Um, I had I'd met her at um, a Kerwin Ray event. We'd paid to go away for um, three days. I think it was uh, Nail It and Scale It maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, I'd met her there and I just said, look, I – I'm really triggered by you, which is why I'm here. I need a coach that's going to trigger me. He's not afraid to, that is just going to continue to show up. And um, I said, I don't know why I'm here or what I'm doing, but I feel like I'm being led to you right now. She goes, and I told her, I said, I feel like I'm birthing this thing. I have no freaking idea what it is, but I'm here now being guided. And she said, I launch tomorrow this program, Magic Mission Money. And this is what it is. I was like, sign me up. Where do I sign? Right. And I invested, I don't know, eight, ten thousand dollars, whatever it was, to do this program. Right. I just, I just knew in my heart that that I needed to do it. So um, mind you, at this point, I was not connecting. Right. And then one day after I connected, the next day I woke up and I had this message down low going, You're here to teach people how to connect with spirit. You're, you're here to teach people how to speak with spirit. That's how speak with spirit came about. And I was like, are you freaking kidding? I'll keep it. I'll keep my F-bombs out of this. Oh, no, no, no you explicit rating, so go for it. Drop them. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you guys have gone silent on me for two whole years. I haven't dreamt. I haven't been able to connect. I literally go up and visualize you guys and there's no one there. I, I, I intentionally go up and there's literally these tumbleweeds like rolling around in your space. Nothing is there. And now you're telling me I'm here to teach people how to connect. I can't even connect. So I had this moment and I sat with it and I was like, okay. So I'd already committed the day before, which is why spirit started speaking to me because I had this knowing and I said, okay, I'm open to this process on one condition. I And I this was my actual words. In, under no circumstances are dead people involved in my process 
I am not going to wake up in the middle of the night and have someone standing over me going, hey, Christy, you need to deliver this message to someone because if that happens, I'm out, I'm done. That's like, that's that's my line in the sand. And never happened. So from there for the next couple of weeks, I started doing some, like, so Kezia, who was my coach, challenged me to um, just start doing live readings. And I was like, I journal. I don't read cards. That's going to be really boring live if I have to sit there and write. And she has just pull cards, just read the cards or open the book to start. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I started doing it and I pulled out the first card and literally it was like the images started leaping off the page. Do you and remember which that, one it was? What was the card? Oh, I don't even know which. It was my mermaid deck. I remember it was my mermaid deck. I probably actually have that on the light. I don't remember the card. I just remember the experience of going, am I tripping right now? Like literally it was like bits and pieces that were coming out. And what I started doing was going, okay, well, I don't like how this works. I don't like how this, and I'd, I'd tune in after all my readings. I'd do this reflection piece where I'd get through it. Thanks, Spirit, for like for flowing through me. But this isn't working. This isn't working. What do I need to do? And what happened over the next few weeks is that Spirit channeled through me this, like, this almost like a system. I call it the foundation, which is we write our own rule book. We're all different. There's no actual Bible that I get to hand to you and go, this is going to work for you, Stacey, or this is going to work for you, Nicolina. I teach through my experience. and um, But the outline is the same. So we we understand we create our boundaries with spirit. We set the intention for how we want the energy because it's just energy, right? It's just energy, how we want that energy to interact with us. There's no evil. There's no, like, bad. There's none of that. I mean, there is, if you believe there is, that will be true for you. But if you don't believe it, that won't be so. So how to connect, um, how to set these boundaries, understand that our bodies are the receiver. Thank you, Aphrodite, for that lesson. And we need to treat our bodies as though it is the temple. It is what we receive and how we receive it. When we see that our bodies are the temple, self-care then becomes a ritual. So we start to prioritise self-care, right? When we see our bodies as a temple, self-care starts becoming our ritual right? It's like the word, we start worshiping it. We start, we start loving it. We find, we start finding self-worth, right? Mm-hmm. And this is all spirit leading us. When we start caring about ourselves, when we start loving ourselves, when we start connecting to our higher self and sharing a moment of gratitude with our higher self slowly and surely over time, I used to connect and not feel anything, but every time I connect, I like, I, um, always share gratitude and love. Now I connect and I, I have so much, I, I was reflecting the other day. I was like, I don't hate myself anymore. I love, like, I love myself in such a non-egotistical way that um, my, I don't even know. I don't even think I've got bad self-talk anymore. And that just all transitioned from working with spirit, not intentionally trying affirmations to do this and that, like just working with that source energy, which is creation and allowing that to ripple into our life. And slowly over time, um, that evolved into teaching people, well, not slowly, it happened quite quickly, how to connect and channel spirit, how to receive psychic messages. And I remember going through my first container of speaking with spirit and going, these people are making changes, like there's a, they're, they're doing boundaries. And then two weeks later, they're coming on, the, they came on the call and they were frustrated. The next round, same thing. About two weeks later, then everyone would get on the call, they'd be frustrated. Be like, what's going on, guys? 
you know, and I'll scrap the structure for the call and go, let's just do, do a download. Let's just do a share. And what I started to realize really quickly is that every time we did the boundary session, the following two weeks, people started getting pushback, mm. not because they were intentionally setting boundaries with spirit, but because they were um, or intentionally with other people that were doing it with spirit and because spirit raised that bar. So it was outside. So they stopped allowing themselves to be walked all over. So that was like maybe, oh, my gosh, where are we now? Maybe four years ago, three, four years ago. And quite, and so I'm here to teach people to connect with spirit, but ultimately deep down I'm here to help them find themselves and create change in their life. And that happened within the first, I'd say, six months of that download and now it's just taken its own form. And I do retreats like the one that I went to that created so much change in my life. Well, what you do is fairly unique because I don't often hear about psychics and spiritual coaches and leaders talking about the body. It's all about bypassing that human experience. So what you're doing, like I'm celebrating that because I I never, ever hear Mm -hmm. a a spiritual coach including the body. No. And it's essential, right? (laughs) It is. It is. So my my journey was about seven to eight years to get to that point. Mm. And my other journey that was alongside of that was studying to be a love, sex and relationship coach. So I have a tantric and Taoist background and that's also where the embodiment piece come in, right? And I get to, I, I loved helping women connect back into their intimacy, but something about it wasn't fully lighting me up. This fully lights me up. Like this, like after I got off today's call, I was like, this is what I'm here to do right? But I got to, I had to go on that journey to gain those tools. So sometimes we don't know what the journey is, right? And I could have just walked away from that and gone, oh, well, that's another thing that I've done and not enjoyed and, or just sort of wasted money on. But it was the best thing that I ever did because I get to bring that stuff into what I do. And you're right. So many people talk about reaching these esoteric heights, like out of body experience. It's, it's bullshit, right? I'm not saying it doesn't work, but we're here having a human experience. And the reason we're disconnected to source and to spirit is because we're disconnected to ourselves. We need our cosmic anchor. Otherwise, yeah. we can't hold any of it. That's right. That's those ropes that Aphrodite showed me and said that was my first teaching. And I feel like that two years that I was away, away, I say I was away, I was still here, but at nighttime I wasn't dreaming because I was going to some sort of, I don't know, I, didn't even, I still don't even know what this looks like, but I get the sense I was learning in another realm or something because I still have conversations with people, ask me questions, and I, my, the first thing my brain goes is how am I going to answer this? And while I'm even saying that, the words are coming out of my mouth. So it's like I have it, yeah. Yeah, well, that's exciting. I, yeah, I, I love your version of that and I always say like the clients that I work with are usually away with the fairies and I need to like pull them down to earth and I think a lot of them mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to have that uh yeah that earth level yeah. experience of their magic yeah. and their gifts and, and really pull it down so mm-hmm. yeah that's really cool so what was the the first way that you obviously you acknowledge that you were hugely talented you had the soul calling this is what you wanted to do how did you go from that to monetizing what it mm. is that you do? 
So I think to start with, I was doing what everyone told me to do, show up on Facebook, show up on Insta and just do the thing. And I just got crickets. Like I got absolute crickets. And um, I remember when I did Magic Mission Money, I had my human design done. And it's the first time that I ever felt really like I actually cried watching the replay of my reading because I felt like I'd actually been seen and I'm a projector. So I have to wait for the invitation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I have to wait for the invitation. So, you know, here I am showing up in, you know, in, in the world as though I was like a generator, like, and trying to infiltrate and push and go, Hey, look at like, this is what I'm doing. And like, and I, felt like I was full of wisdom and I'm going, it's just falling on dead ears, right? And I had friends that were manifesting generators would read a book or two pages of it, stand up and and people would be going, here, take my money. I'm like, hang on, <laughs> I've been doing this for years. They've just sort of gotten on the way, right? I'm the, I'm the MG, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's always one. If there's always one around us projectors. I, yeah. yeah, and it's a whole other conversation. I love it. But <laughs> um, I realised that I just needed to show up in my magic. And I just like with no other reason, but just to share and that I would be seen. And I was like, how do I do that? So someone said to me, go do, go do a course on how to do reels because reels were coming into like the thing. So I remember I signed up for this um, course with this American woman. Um, This is video school or something like that. And in there, it was designed to create rule like content for Insta reels. And she challenged everyone to go and put the reels on TikTok. And within a week I had a ten I, I had ten thousand followers. And I had still had crickets over on Insta. So I went all in on TikTok. I was just like, I'm just gonna spend a year trying to work out this platform. Which now everyone's saying seven hundred thousand followers there. I've got I've got a huge amount of followers there. Like it's insane. It is insane. It's so cool. Like I love I and I love as a consumer TikTok. I consume that app more than any other on my phone. Me too. So, yeah. Totally me. It's a great place to just go and get short snippets of learning, which is what I provide. I don't have to share my life and my insights and, you know, what I'm having for dinner and who I'm hanging out with this weekend. Like, you know, that's okay. That's what you want to share. Some people, like some people, that is their magic and that's what people connect to. They they definitely, I can tell you hands down, that's not what people connect to with me, yeah. <laughs> right? They, they just want the magic that I'm offering. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, now I need to learn how to monetize this. So um, speaking with Spirit, I did, you know, I did masterclass. Now, TikTok is still great, but it's not like it was two, three years ago. Um, It's still like hands down to me, it's still better than Facebook and Insta. For me, that's that's just for me and and the people I connect to. Um, And I remember the first masterclass that I did, I had like 900 and something people sign up and I was like, what? Like, this is insane. I'd never done a masterclass and I thought, uh, you know, maybe I'd get three people maybe show up. And I had to upgrade my Zoom to have more people on the call. And it was really intense, exciting, exhilarating and all the things. Um, and then all the sales calls that, that followed from there. And yeah, so that was a big journey in itself. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I was looking at um, when I was, you know, stalking and me being someone into social media strategy and um, and growth and having a look at some of your content, um, some of the stuff that had the best reach and the best views for you have been when you've shared your opinions. 
And <laughs> I love that you just don't give a shit and you're just showing up and you're going like the spiritual community. So stop fucking doing this thing. Yeah. Um, there was one that you posted. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what it the was. Spirit it was, guides made me do it. Yeah. Like, oh, the guides have told me like the dropping down in that, that one that you did. And yeah. um, I'm just, yeah, I looked at that and I'm just like, this is so good because I tell clients constantly, like, you need to give your opinions and they're so afraid of doing that and polarizing mm-hmm. people. But when you step into ownership of what you do, like you have, it just makes you more yeah. powerful. Yeah. It does. It does. It does. And I mean, and I, I don't do it a lot, but sometimes things just really get my goat. And when they do, I get on there, I'm like, right, I'm sick of hearing this. Like <laughs> my, my spirit goes, especially like, you know, in the, in, so what I, what I see in the business realm and when it crosses over into the spiritual, when people make business decisions, you know, one in particular recently was they closed, a, there's a Facebook group open for marketing purposes, right? It was an opt-in. And then they said that they sat with spirit and spirit said it's time to close. (laughs) Michalina knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's time to close the Facebook group group down. And I sat there and I was like, okay, first of all, even if spirit guided you to do that, just own your freaking choice, right? Just say, I'm choosing to close this container down because of ABC. But also what I see, and in this instance, this is more what I feel it was, it's a manipulation of the market, right? Because one, it's saying my spirit guides told me to do it. So I'm getting you to buy into, okay, well, yes, spirit must, that's the good thing, right? But there was still a bit of like, people were like, hey, what? Like, it's wrong, right? It's just so wrong. Just own your choice, lead from the front and lead by example, right? Oh, people do this with astrology. Oh, Mercury retrograde is messing with my oh. technology. I'm like, people have better, like, Mercury has better things to do. And fuck with your technology. Right. (laughs) Own this needs more work than you like. I get so. Yeah. If you blame the planets, they're not going to work with you. (laughs) No. I just got goosebumps again. I get my truth bumps and like truth (laughs) is spoken and they're speaking right now. I'm, yeah, I'm, we're leaders. Like we, we need to show up in alignment with energy. We need to radically own our choices because you know what? We're telling our clients to radically own theirs, like own their shit, right? That's how you make change. So, mom, people, we can do Stop better. Handing over your power to external sources because you yeah. have limited capacity to like do crystals. That. I love. I'm a crystal whore at the best of times. But the one thing I teach is don't ever give your power away to the crystal. It just reminds our energy how and what we have inside of it. it. Doesn't give you energy. It doesn't protect you. You're the one that does all that. I do have I some love too. my rings. Uh, mine yeah. are, is significantly sized as you two, <laughs> but I have some on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere, here. everywhere. When you said new might, I just bought a new might ring oh. to replace one I lost. Yeah, um, replace a pendant I lost because I can't be without this story. No one knows what new might is. I'm oh, like, I love it's, it. It's my favorite, like soul crystal. Yeah. My favorite yeah. crystal. My Beautiful. my human favorite is garnet. But yeah. I have a question about how you went from the collapse that you experienced yeah. to getting yeah. to a point where you're like, I'm just going to step up and own my shit. Like, what was that decision that you make, the decision process that you made for going to everything's fucked to I'm going to get on and I'm going to share my voice. I don't give, I'm not going to give anyone else my power anymore. So what was that? What was that? Mm. I think that, you know, I think everyone comes to a point and for me this is my experience and what I experience in my containers, everyone comes to a point where enough is enough and we're like, 
it's a, it's okay to talk about change. Like often I would get to this point where it's like something needs to change. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore, right? And I can't, not a word, doesn't exist. I can't is handing a power away to being a victim of circumstance, right? The moment came when I was like, I literally, like I literally gave everything up to the end. I, I was a control freak, like no other, right, up until this moment. We had, a, we had like, um, service-based businesses here in Southeast Queensland, quite big. Um, and I would micromanage, like I micromanaged everyone. But the moment that I broke, when I literally realized that, um, actually, I'll tell you where the breaking point was. It was actually a couple of months beforehand when I'd um, been to, what's his name? Jack DeLosa. So I went to something of there and he, had said, you know, about the, you control three things, your words, your actions, your thoughts. And I was like, what? You wouldn't think that would be so powerful. That's when my world started caving in, when I realized I had no control over everything. So here I am trying to control everything and everything's falling to the ground. When it fell was when I was like, okay, this is, this is not working. We need to really reassess what we're doing here. And we need to make change because no one else is coming in to rescue this baby. You got to do this yourself. And I think that's what everyone gets to at like, you know, sort of at the crux of a tower moment is that. And often there's some of us that like to stop people from, you know, experiencing tower moments too. We need to stop that. We need to let people fall. Yeah. Because all we're doing is hindering their process. I agree. And I'm with you on the actions thoughts because I teach a process as I think, so I feel, then I act. And Mm -hmm. if you come to that and this in business as well, Mm-hmm. Everything going anywhere. Mm. No, our actions and reactions are our own. It doesn't stop shitty people doing shitty things, but the way we react and respond is completely within our control. They are not. We get to remove has more, Stace has more business questions, so I'm just yeah, yeah you know, cool. lining up here. But <laughs> I know like, you guys can talk and talk and talk. I mean, we could all talk for hours. Um, oh. Yeah, no, you guys could like be so like you can go hang out for hours and still have more to talk about because i'm in um, queensland as well so if you're ever oh, up there towards you the sunshine coast come and hang out beautiful yes definitely let's connect <laughs> i'm all the way in tassie so i'm isolated on my oh my gosh here you're Trump like in a whole other part of the world it's like a whole yeah. other country almost oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> i'm flying to the big island in a fortnight and i can't wait oh, to really? come down on the australian uh, soil <laughs> love it i'm so excited for it so mm. um Obviously, social media has been a huge platform for you to grow your business. Now, um, of course, I'm the structures person because I love them and I totally mm-hmm. get excited by them. Um, but apparently that's because I have Virgo in my chart somewhere that Emma tells me is the reason. Virgo South Node. Virgo <laughs> South Node here. Yeah. So what like, is, like, system do you have in place at the moment for yourself? So do people just... Um, like I know you have a like a link tree link in your bio. Do you send people there to book with you? Um, has that evolved over the years of you working um, and how you're taking people on? Um, yeah. Are you still doing readings? Like is there a vetting process or do you just sort of take um, anyone on from that side of things? Like just want to know a little bit more about how you have it all set up and if there's any yeah. automations or if it's just you that runs everything or do you have some help yeah. and yeah automations galore yeah. <laughs> um, I think from having so when we had our original business which was service based we decided then and this is going back maybe oh my gosh like 
2000 and oh shit, like seven, 2008. Right. And even then we were like, okay, there's got to be a better way to do this. I don't want to be stuck to an office to take phone calls if I have to, you know, take the phone calls. And that business evolved where we weren't doing it. Someone else was, but we wanted the weekends for our kids. And we like, were like, how do we automate this or make this as, as, um, transportable as possible and we found a cloud very expensive at the time cloud-based phone system so we could literally pack our computers up and go to Morton Island on a Friday afternoon still take phone calls without having to be in the office and then shut off for the weekend right and I could do you know could do all of our scheduling and everything from there so having that knowledge where automation wasn't massive back then we didn't have like the luxury of all the things that speak to each other now um, I, I took some of that over and my um, intention was to grow my email base. Yeah. Like I know people go, don't, you know, I know I don't like receiving emails, but I still open emails and I still buy stuff and, and um, I'm, I know that I'm feeling nurtured through them. And I still hear a lot of people, especially in the spiritual community, oh, just let people come and book with me when they want and, you know, find me when, you know, who are we? to like not give them who's to say that them on your email list isn't spirit moving through you as you deliver like and nurture them it's not about selling to them it's about nurturing them right Mm -hmm. sharing stories giving them value like um you know the only time I really sell to my people is you know at, at the time that I'm launching um, or if I've got a special offer or, you know, things, sometimes I have like little quiet sums. I'm like, you know what, I'll just do a special with readings this right now and I'll tune in and I'll email them and boom, my calendar's full, right? That's all my selling is done mainly through my email list. I love Because that. I've, yeah. people have, um, you know, I've nurtured, they like, know and trust me now. That's so important, right? Absolutely. Especially if they're going to invest in like higher end programs. Um so that's important to me. Um, bookings is all automated. I use Calendly. I use Standstore. Um, I now use, I used to use Active Campaigns. I love it, but I just don't use all the all the fancy stuff. There's so like it's got a lot of great stuff in there. I just don't have the capacity in my mind um, without going down a massive rabbit hole. One profile in my human mind, <laughs> I'll go down rabbit holes forever. Um, so I've just moved over to Flowdesk um, for the time being until I'm ready to implement that and. Um, I have Zapier everything to each other and, um, yeah, it's everything's auto- everything is automated. I just show up on my calls. Like everything just gets put in my calendar. I check my calendar the night before. Um, yeah, yeah, just show up the next that. day. Interesting yeah. about emails because I messaged Jason a few weeks ago and said, I've just got this feeling I need to concentrate yeah. a little more on emails. You have an incredible open rate. So, yeah, definitely need to focus on that. Mm. So how do you get people onto your email list? Every way that they, like my free masterclasses, um, my free downloads, I've got free downloads. Um, my readings, like Calendly, they they book a call with me, they go into like every, everywhere that someone has a touch point with me where they're putting their name. So my goal is to get them onto my list is their name and email address I don't need anymore. I don't want any more, especially if they're just new because I think getting too much information can shot like they shy away Mm. um name and email that's it that's all I get and um yeah so love that amazing 
Yeah. It's so good to hear someone say that again because everyone's <laughs> caught up in all these fancy things and oh. I, I think it's just a delay tactic, to be honest. Like the more complicated we make it, the more we get to step away from yeah. actually growing. So I'm so happy you said that and you get to shout it out to everyone listening. And to- shout it out. Yeah. Just, I, yeah. A lot of Great. clients that I work with just are in resistance to building an email list and I've just... Um, I had one client come and they've been in business for over a decade and they've done events with tens of thousands of people multiple times a year and their email list has got 300 people on it. Wow. And I just nearly died and they were using external event um, like booking things and they'd been for years not exporting or getting anything mm. connected and like I just think you've probably lost hundreds of thousands of people that potentially you could be selling totally. to every single week. And it's it makes me really sad. Yeah. yeah. But it's not just the selling, right? It's yeah. like, you know, even though like for me, I I am my business, my name is my business, but that's not my intention moving forward. Like my intention is to create the Institute of Intuitive Arts, right? And my email list goes with that. Now, if if I want to sell that, the first thing people look at is your email bait. Like your business is valued by your, like the contents in your email list, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think we forget that. It's not just about the now. It's like, and it's not just about selling. It's also about our future. And, you know, all of us should have some form of exit plan at some point. And if we don't have an idea around how we exit our business, if if that's what you want to do, um, but I think the email, like to me, the email list is really important. Like absolutely like the top number one thing we should be really focusing on and and honing down to. So you're a creator of Institute of Feminine No, Arts, no, 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 no. So um, I want to create um, the Institute of Intuitive Arts. Intuitive Arts. I'm not even sure. If, yeah, anyway, that name is not official yet. We need to do searches and stuff like that. And there could still be somewhere out there. But basically, I want to create a school um, to bring different modalities in to help people, like a place where people can go that are curious so they don't have to just keep wandering all over the universe trying to find um, something. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And we're doing something fairly similar um, with us starting a, a platform for spiritual women in business, those mission-driven people who are so sick of trying to pull information to build their business from here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and all of that, what that encompasses with the, the alignment and the amplification. So I love that we're very similar uh, with that as mm. well. That's a big vision for us that, you know, it's, it's yeah. not... Um, yeah, not in the next couple of months kind of job. It's a, a yeah, it's yeah. a it's a big hairy audacious goal, right? Yeah. It's gonna take time to ruminate and bring it all together. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you want to ask more, M? <laughs> oh, I, I could ask a million things, but um <laughs> what what's there was a question coming through, but um what keeps you connected to this? Because I, I, I know a lot of women, they run in with all this passion. It burns out really, really quickly, and then they're looking for something else because they don't have that. They've used up all this passion, and it's been a limited, limited resource. So, how mm. have you maintained your energy as you've gone forward? Like, what are you focusing on? What, what is your intent behind this? 
I think this is a skill, not even an art, a skill of staying aligned and keeping your drive high in business. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So one prior planning, right? So I structure out kind of what my year looks like. Um, I look at numbers, right? So if I want this many people in, um, say, this next round of certified readers that's starting in a week's time, um, to, I, I work backwards. So if I need this many people, how many people convert from my sales? How many people do I need to get on sales to convert that? How many people do I need to get into my masterclasses to hit that percentage if I want this final number, right? And in the meantime, I need to be really spending a lot of time nurturing the clients, Um with content in emails and like all the things. Um, So that's the planning component. I do a lot of my stuff myself um, still, but not all the time when I'm feeling like, um, like I'm leading up to the start of a new program. I just reach out. I have someone that um, I bring in and she sets the the underlying stuff up, like the Facebook group, the posts um, that I've got planned out. She does all of the, that little stuff. Otherwise I do burn out. And um, over time I plan on having more people to do more things, but I actually enjoy, I do enjoy that side of the business. I found myself trying to push that away for too long. Like I shouldn't have to do this. I should have a V8, but I, like I, I actually really, I'm good at doing some of that stuff. Right. Feels um, so same. Yeah. But I, I also feel like if you're not good at doing some of that stuff, get someone in to do it. Right. Cause you will burn out. Right. If you're doing the stuff that doesn't light you up, that you're, you know, even the stuff that lights me up burns me out sometimes. But I do have the courage to reach out and I don't feel like I need to micromanage someone doing it. I, I sort of give them really good parameters to work with and check in. And um, yeah, I just, I think we just need to find balance, work out what you're good at. You know, what are you here to do? What are you here to create? And if you need help, bring that help in. You don't have to do it all. Right. This and when we work really- on our business, not in it as well, that's where we see growth. And this is a really important thing. I, I love that you are saying this because a lot of spiritual women want to just run with the flow and avoid the structure. And then they say, well, I'm not growing, but they're at the limits with the energy they can hold. Yeah. So- we still need our masculine energy to step in mm-hmm. sometimes and take control. Right. So we need to, mm-hmm. as much as we want to be in the flow and the creation and the feminine, we need to bring in the masculine and allow our masculine to guide and lead us and to penetrate the world and know mm-hmm. when to step back into that flow. There's, there's, you know, the fluidity and, and the flow that needs to come from that space. I, oh, I speak I to this because this. I used to be all in my masculine, which is what caused my breaking. And I, you know, part of my journey was I flung way back into the feminine and I just didn't want to do anything, but I got nowhere. Right. So I, I had to, same. I was exactly the same. I was really strong in my first business and then went into the feminine and everything collapsed and I couldn't hold the energy. Yeah. And I was just talking to someone this morning on another podcast. And it's like, people are treating them like separate energies. Like I'd be either in one, the they're one, they're together. In the- yeah. And it's like, we have to amalgamate them in business. Yeah. Because yeah. it can't all be part if we want to create an impact. No. And, mm. you know, I think this is the same with the, the relationship we have with our business is similar to the ones we have with our partners, right? People, Some people I hear say the feminine needs to fully surrender and the man- masculine needs to sort of stand up and take hold. Yes, okay, that's true mostly, 
But that also needs to be fluid and flexible, right? There's sometimes that the masculine has to, you know, relax and be in their creativity and we can stand up and lead as long as we're keeping that polarised, like our energies are. And this is where we don't control, where we trust that, you know, the, the energy to help us keep that polarity there. Then we keep the spark alive, right? Yes. Uh, we have, yeah, we're, we're talking we're talking the same thing here. I'm so excited that it's not just yeah. me saying this. We have someone in the field who's saying yeah. this also because it's like, you know, you don't listen to your your mum and no. we need to hear someone else's voice in this. And I love that you're yeah. an advocate for this totally. feminine spiritual business. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And, again, like if, if you struggle getting out of, you know, for me I struggled getting out of the feminine because I was so afraid that the masculine was going to take charge. I was like, I am not going back there. And I completely repelled it. It wasn't until I learned to trust myself that if I started to swing that way, because I can tend to do that, I feel much more comfortable in my masculine. But I also have the awareness that if I go too far with that, I can see that and I know how to pull myself back now. Mm -hmm. So it's just having that, you know, that trust. It's all, it's all about us. It's all about trusting ourselves and, Again, if you get stuck in the feminine and you don't want to leave that, then you need to bring someone masculine, like with, you need to have the masculine energy or the generator probably in your business that is going to help you drive things along. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We've had the same journey. You and I, I was in my masculine, very, very successful, uh, rebelled against that, went into the feminine, everything collapsed, emotional wreck. Yeah. I've, we've talked a bit about that on this podcast as well, about my personal journey. Um, so yeah, I think this is something a lot of spiritual women go through in business, especially yeah. when you commit to business and then you go, I have to be in my feminine, which is mm-hmm. really encouraged out there in the world. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of us go through this journey uh, because yeah, that, that shift hasn't been integrated properly. Mm-hmm. And so and integration is where it's at. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Which I, you need to be in your body for. I I love talking about this now because I've learned so much about it over the last few years. And, um, yeah, I I think it's such a nice thing when that balance is, is, and it wasn't easy for me to even look at my feminine and go into flow and and relax a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I was sort of, yeah, um, similar in a way. But, um, yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I mean, there is one last question I think that I would like to ask. I don't know, Em, if you've Mm -hmm. got any, um, other, I mean, I, there's probably five more million questions that I would like to ask. Um, but just because this is an episode and we have to, to make sure it's not a two-hour one, um, I really just want to know for those that um, are looking to build their business in that soul calling, um, mm. and this is going to be you know, a pretty generic question, but I think that you'll have a good profound answer to go with that, mm-hmm. um, is like what advice would you give to someone sitting in front of you now saying, I want to do what you do? What, what what would you say to them? First of all, I'd say, don't do what I do. You need to do what you do. You need to tune into your own soul, your own calling and, and your own way. Just like I teach people how to connect with source and really start to understand how their intuition flows through them and understand their clear senses and all the things. I don't hand them a rule book. It's like, you know, these are some these are some guidelines. Find a good teacher. Find a good coach. Like if, if you have a business, you should have a coach, right? If you have a relationship, you should have a, 
a relationship counselor or coach that you can go to through tough times if you're struggling, right? Because you know what? We all have cars, we all drive them, and we take them to the mechanics for checkups and check-ins like every six months. We generally like that in our business and in our relationships and they're, you know, the, the biggest parts of our life, right? And we are and we should be number one. So the advice I would give would be really tune into, you know, what your purpose is, like really hone into your purpose, forget everything else. Tune into your purpose because when you're, when you're, what your why is, right, your purpose, why you want to do the thing, when your why is big enough, your how becomes easy, right? When your why is big enough, the how becomes easy. And just tune into that. If you need help, just reach out. Know, know where you shine and where you don't. And don't be afraid to say, I really, I suck with bookkeeping. Trust me, I, I suck with it. I don't do it. <laughs> I pay someone to do that shit, right? Um, yeah, that that's what I tell them. It's perfect because I do the purpose work. I use astrology to help people get to the real core of their mission and how that's meant to come through. And then again, Stacey goes, all right, you've got this. I'm going to amplify you. So I really do feel like what you've shared there is the first step. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. going out trying to market something that isn't really anchored no, so you need to again, be in the in the why. Yeah. It's not even just a purpose. You need to know what that purpose is and why. Why are you doing it? There needs to be a driver. Otherwise, we will flip flop everywhere. And again, another voice on this, and I'm so fucking excited by that. Because, yeah, it's not just me going blah another. blah blah. You need to do this. No. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna grab all your links and everything we will pop them in the show notes over on youtube here um in the actual podcast itself and over on social media so everyone can link through and check out your amazing content and all the amazing things that you do um we're actually like really stoked that you have joined us today and it was completely random we didn't like have any prior (laughs) connections but i it wasn't random it was divinely timed and connected i think yeah and i'm just really grateful that um yeah that you did want to join us today so mm. thank you so much thank you thank you for having me really appreciate it and love these conversations this is such a juicy conversation and I'm passionate about the business side and like all the things so thank you for yeah. thank yeah. you for having yeah. this conversation yeah no okay. doubt you and I will talk again yes. <laughs> absolutely yeah. well I actually right, need guys. my astrology done <laughs> yeah there you go we will see you guys on the next episode thank Bye-bye. you very much